Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I worked at a, a DJ at a fancy party in oh. Miami Beach at the. Were you Fina. drunk at this one? No, that was a girl. I'm not drinking anymore. I don't like. I say I don't miss that that drunk. I don't. Miss oh, the I, drunk I'm running. going to. I'm going to get a syringe and inject alcohol into your body. Well, could you throw some heroin in there too? <laughs> <laughs> um, she said, "I wanted the Billy Holiday experience." That's right. No, I worked at uh, this fancy party at Faina, beautiful uh, costumes and stuff, and it was their ten-year anniversary. It's an Argentinian. Um, I actually did something with them in Buenos Aires, and that was really a fun, glitzy party. And then. I actually DJed for a Democratic Party fundraiser on a boat, and that was really fun. Oh, did you did you get wild, girl? Did did did, did someone say the word Biden? Did it did it trigger you? Did you go into a tailspin? Well, no, actually, I have to, to tell you that you know now they're supposed to check your internet history, like your social media history, before they hire you on jobs. Really, background check. They didn't. They, they didn't check. They didn't check mine, honey, because you know I'm always bitching about the Democrat. Yeah, party. wait, is that a real and, thing? Yeah, yeah. Gigs I mean, are not, doing not, this now, or was it was it just one specific gig because it was a political event? No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm saying that they don't. That, I mean uh -oh. that, that the that this event did not check my internet history because literally earlier in the in the the day at the uh, speeches part, Nancy Pelosi and uh, Steny Hoyer were there speaking so you know i mean i'm, I'm a, i do criticize them a lot but they obviously they don't check my social media but because that's what they do with a lot of jobs now yeah jobs not gigs i don't, I don't feel like gigs are gonna do that if they, if they start checking drag queens um uh social media before they hire them girl we're all fucked 
True, but you know when the the I guess the more corporate it becomes, yeah, or if you're yeah. going to be like a spoke major spokes model for something, True. they might. Uh, and as a spokes model myself for for many campaigns, like bubbly, like truly, like Pepsi, I can I can confirm, ladies and gentlemen, that they did not check my search history or my social media. Not that I have anything to hide, but as a world, well, then maybe they did check it. Maybe they did check it. <laughs> what what is truly? Truly is a hard seltzer. Is these hard seltzers are very? They're all over the place. There's but this sorry. There's um busy. There's truly. There's white claw, and it's like hundred calorie drinks that are like eight percent alcohol, and they're just like hard seltzers. They're very oh, okay. po- popular currently. Yeah, there's a, the the hotel I'm at in San Francisco is um. It's selling vodka soda in a can. I've never seen that. Yeah, basically, before. that's kind of what it is, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But I've that's a big thing that. now. Well, you know, it's a big thing in the UK. When I was in the UK last year for this couple of months, that's like a big thing at all the grocery stores, at the Sainsbury's, at um fucking MS. Like they sell they sell canned liquor, but not like how we think like malt liquors, like how we think of uh lime maritas, or whatever. They're like these small, like coca-cola or sprite size cans and they they have like gin and tonic vodka soda um um uh, rum and coke it's like and they're like hundreds of them it's it's very interesting i, I it's my first time seeing it when i went over there well so you've done campaigns for bubbly water pepsi and mm-hmm. truly an alcohol mm-hmm. and drink busy. honey I, I i guess i guess the image you present is thirsty <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's what your wigs is presenting. Thirsty. <laughs> they are right now, honey. That's what I said. That after working three nights in, uh, uh, I worked in Tampa after Miami Beach for Halloween, honey. That dress. They may not know what the costume is, but they know from the smell that it is scary. Oh, and juicy. Mm. Oh, no, I don't know if you would say, mm, but it's time to take it to the cleaners. <laughs> but I'm now of... here in San Francisco, which is one of my favorite places to connect with this. I did two nights at Oasis. How and a couple it? people said did you it smash was great. It? I did. The first night, I was a little rough on my lyrics because there's a tongue twister parody that I do to the uh, tune of Levitating by Dua Lipa because I'm Ooh, so current. I'm levitating. Yeah. And so uh, it was fun. But San Francisco is just, there's some a lot of my favorite people here. So I enjoy them. And I have three days off now here. And San Francisco is a unique blend of, of expensive and trashy so it's kind of like billy porter's <laughs> entire wardrobe oh my god did you see the billy porter thing by the way i know we, so so y'all just so y'all know this in this week's episode we have the second part of the lady bunny and peppermint interview coming up so we're just doing like a quick little catch-up because last week um i was getting my um my my maneuvering implanted into my pussy so i was unable to record last week um, you know, if you don't know what a nuva ring is, a form of contraception. And I've been taking many loads recently, so I want to make sure that I don't have children. Um, so that's why I couldn't record. So this Wait, week, can the you sec- ju- well, can you just pause one minute while I jack off? Because I, I, you can't talk that hot, <laughs> hot talk and expect me to just sit here and do nothing, Monet. I mean, I missed you. Peppermint was great, but I actually did miss you. I hate to admit it. I miss you too. So the second half of that is coming, but I just, I'm really curious. This is kind of an old story. 
Um, Billy Porter like gave this scalding interview talking about his. In case you don't know, Harry Styles. Do you know who Harry Styles is, Lady Bunny? Yes, I do. Okay. I don't know, girl. <laughs> Harry Styles um, was on the cover of Vogue or something a few months ago, and he was in a dress, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, like two weeks ago, Billy Porter they gave the scalding interview like, oh, how um, people only care when white Little, when little white gay boys, he's like, I I was the first to ever wear dresses and do red carpets. I'm like, bitch, you were not the first to do it. And like, no. Billy Porter does this thing where he act like, bitch, you are not the pioneer of men wearing dresses, girl. And, no, um, he's not. He, yeah. He's very talented. And, yeah, of uh, course. Billy has a book to sell. Oh, so that, I mean, you know, we, we don't know how PR works. You know, it, 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 I mean, he's also come out about being molested as a kid by, I oh, think, God. a family member. So, you know, he's dropping little hot button topics as ways to get the book mm. in the media, perhaps. Or either that or he's delusional because he ain't the first to wear a dress. Yeah, it was, it was such a crazy. I was like, what is Billy Porter going on? I was like, this is ridiculous, girl. Our producer, Jay, says that he, that Billy Porter has since apologized to Harry Styles. Um, so good for him. Well, I don't think that he, uh, I, I don't, I mean, listen, there's enough attention going around. <laughs> there's enough Hello. attention to go around and Billy has certainly gotten plenty of it. So I, I, I think that's, uh, a little odd tactic to, to be jealous of someone who is also doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's weird. Billy had an interesting career though, where he was, Undeniably Beauty talented and a Broadway. What, what was that? Beauty to drop out from Greece. His, oh, if y'all right. don't, if y'all want to see one of, well, I mean, such one of like a show-stopping performance. Just Google, just YouTube. Billy Porter, Beauty School Dropout. It's the original recording from like 1993. It's so fucking good. It's so good. Yes, and and so I mean, I don't know if it's the original recording because that would be from Greece. Oh yeah, true. Um, but the uh, see, you're trying to make Billy Porter be a trailblazer when he's not. You're in the coats with him, Monet. No, um, so Billy, before he starred in the Kinky Boots, um, he was a Broadway commodity who was too gay, uh, acting to you know, not closeted ever for Broadway to always know what to do with him. So no one denied his talent. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that must have been frustrating, you know, because... Uh, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And now we are, we are, we are having this, uh, you know, queerness is definitely not what it was when back in the Dizzy when Billy Porter was doing his thing. Like, people are really celebrating queerness and... And uh, trans identities and gay and straight and I'm sorry, gay and and, and non-binary, all these things. So there is this resurgence of people really, really, really celebrating the queer community. And now he's having like a second life in the industry. You know, he he, he didn't get the he, he didn't get to reap all of the benefits of his talent back then. And now he is. Billy Porter is one of the most prominent gay black voices out there. Like, who do you think? Who do you think? Who do you think is the most prominent gay black voice? I say it's RuPaul. Probably, probably yeah. RuPaul. I remember um, Billy Porter is close to that. I, especially for like straight culture, I think they they think RuPaul and Billy Porter is probably close under that for them. Yeah, I mean, um, I can't think of anyone else right now off the top of my head. 
I've seen more episodes of Pose than I have Drag Race. That's, <laughs> that's because uh, that's because you that's because you want to be on the show so bad, and they won't cast you. Do you want to spill the tea, <laughs> honey? You know, yeah, they didn't they didn't cast me in The Wiz or <laughs> Arms Too Short to Box with God or Amistad. Um, they, they, you would have been brilliant, Amistad. Uh, oh my God! I auditioned for Wakamba. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's it's like Wakamba. they. They, 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 you know, they just always overlook my talents. Dream girls, fuck Jennifer Hudson. You would have been the only fu white. You, I mean, you meet all the criteria. Fat, drunk, <laughs> <laughs> loser, <laughs> pregnant. Can't keep, can't keep a man. <laughs> um, don't ain't met one worth keeping. <laughs> Oh my god! I know it will be so, it will be so problematic, but just if I could see like a comedy parody of three white people doing Dreamgirls, it would be I would I would fucking lose my mind. It would probably be hysterical. Well, that there is that viral video of a beauty pageant contestant oh, yes. singing a very white version of "And I'm Telling uh-huh. You." And I'm telling you. Yes, I'm I mean. Going. <laughs> I know it's just it's completely flavorless. I mean, there's some. There, I mean, you know, I would even argue that Jennifer Hudson, who I love, uh, you know, it's it, it, Jennifer Holiday is the one that I want to see. Say that. that. I'm sorry. No, I love Jennifer Hudson's version of it. I'm sorry, and I Jennifer Holiday obviously is an icon, trailblazer. Yes, woohoo, yeah, woohoo. J Hud's version for me is the one for sure. I think that some of the songs like Patti LaBelle's Over the Rainbow mm, and so uh, Jennifer, like Jennifer Holiday's, uh not, well, I'm changing and, and I'm telling you even more so, that really crystallized my generation of gays experience of like seeing what drag was when we, mm. because it was these bombastic, you know, performance. And I, I, I don't think Over the Rainbow made it onto the charts, not the main charts. Anyway, maybe the R&B charts. But I think, um, I think, and I'm telling you, did make it really? on to the to the pop charts for a, a minute. But yeah, drag queens used to lip sync to this this stuff that was very that that was not that well known, and they would bring these outrageous voices like Patti Labelle and Jennifer Hudson to life to people who otherwise may not have known them or, you know, like a lot of drag Queens do that. Natalie Cole, uh, uh, live album, um, Lucy in the sky with diamonds. You do that eight mm-hmm. minute version. Mm-hmm. I mean that, that, that album is phenomenal. Natalie was on Coke pregnant. It's a double album. She's phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, they, it, I now drag Queens do more pop stuff, Top 40, but yeah, yeah, but it was it was a it was so that really crystallized like what drag was for me to see like these amazing, you know, dramatic performances. And you know what? I went to see Patti Labelle put a a, a video of her singing over the rainbow, and only got like twelve thousand views on Instagram. And I'm like, what? The one where I sh- went to the premiere of We're Here and then shoved. Uh, uh, Ariana Grande's brother Frankie, Frankie out of the way and said thank you next that one got 40,000 views if fucking yes, Patty LaBelle gets I said what is up with you kids but you know Patty hasn't had a hit in the kids lifetime so yeah yeah 
Uh, but speaking of someone else who hasn't had a hit, had a hit in my lifetime, so Peppermint was I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Peppermint <laughs> was here last week, and you guys talked a lot about transness, obviously. Uh, but the big thing you guys just dissected a lot was the Chappelle controversy, and I think Peppermint has a really good, obviously, some great points. Peppermint is super smart, and um. My 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 whole thing about the Chappelle thing was, and you guys kind of talked talk on this, but not as much as as I thought y'all would, was his obsession with queer people. He spent, Bunny, what what would you say? I would say about eighty percent of the special was about queerness. I'm like, you're not gay, you're not queer, you don't have. Not that you've told us, uh, lots of queer friends besides that one trans woman. Like, what is your what is your obsession with the queer community? To me, that is the weirdest thing about the whole thing. That he just mm-hmm. kept on making lesbian jokes, gay jokes, and trans jokes. Like, like it was like eighty percent of his material. Yeah, I mean, I I think that he focused a lot on the trans stuff in the last special too, when he described meeting this mm-hmm. trans comedian who ended up opening for him and ended up committing suicide. Um, not because she opened for him, but, uh, the, um, so I think what he's saying, you know, because in, when he came, when Chappelle came out after the outrage of the closer and said that he would meet with the trans community, he also, by the way, said that this is it for him. He's not going to, to delve into LGBT. Yeah, allegedly. So, um, and. So, what he said is that they're the, they're trying to drown out all voices which are not corporate, and so it. I I think that the trans person who he met is a good example of someone who doesn't feel that Dave is horrible, and as Peppermint said, trans. People, just like black people or gay people or whatever, are not a monolith. They don't think yeah. all alike. And we're being told, you know, by these, you know, corporate entities like GLAD and HRC that if you tell jokes about trans people, it translates. It, no, no pun intended. Translates. Did you catch that? I oh, know it's early, but mm, I, oh, I uh, it. sorry. I, bitch, okay. The, the, the uh, transphobia is oozing from your fucking orifice, bitch. Shut up, Dyke. Um, <laughs> that, 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 that if you tell a joke about trans people, that, that translates into trans people being, you know, murdered, which, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think that that uh, is necessarily true. But that yeah. is what the what that's what the documentary disclosure on Netflix says, which obviously offers a you know tip. So, um, you know, uh, but you know, Peppermint is a member, a board member of Glad, and you know, I mean, sometimes I have a trans friend who was in a movie with Willem called Ticked Off Trannies with Knives about oh ten years ago, uh, Crystal Summers from Dallas, and you know, she was telling me about how Glad got in touch with the the queens some trans some drag in the movie and said this doesn't present a good image of trans people because it was a revenge film where you know someone had you know done them wrong and then suddenly Mm -hmm. they're ticked off trannies i shouldn't even say that word now with knives and and they're take and and they they go after their thing so you know, Crystal Summers, who is trans um, and does a mean Dolly Parton impersonation, said we were just happy to get acting roles. You know, as as trans people, then then uh-huh. Glad tried to say, you know, well, y'all should if you're if you're playing trans, you should not be wearing um, 
so much makeup. And, and Crystal was like, uh, excuse me, I'm a showgirl <laughs> from Dallas, Texas. You don't tell me a trans woman what kind of makeup to wear. You know, right. so, you know, and of course, Glad would have a problem with the word uh, that I said, because it's in the name of the film, but it rhymes with granny and sounds like tyranny. So I, I, some trans people don't mind that word. Some people say that it leads to violence. And I kind of look at it as like the N-word. There are some black people who use the N-word all the time. There's some who think it should never be used. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there is, there is, there is, um, this, this trans uh, person on Twitter, I don't know their, uh, what, I don't know what they do, but uh, Amanda Seals re- retweeted them, and I thought it was really funny. It's kind of kind of a tweet to me that encapsulates all of this. The tweet says, and this is by a trans woman, a person. Just because I'm trans doesn't mean you can ask me random invasive questions like, "How have you been? What have you been up to?" <laughs> I was like, that is so funny but then before i really knew this person was trans i read that tweet and i was like oh my god can i even laugh at that is because i thought it was by someone who was not trans and i'm like is that okay for me to laugh at it and i find myself doing that often like i'm like who is it by and and in my mind i'm like is it okay for me to laugh because of the trans person and if it wasn't a trans person who made this tweet would it is it still i mean it would still be funny quote unquote but would it be okay to laugh i don't know it's like it's like kind of like this place that we're at i don't know well, obviously, you know, Gay Inc., HRC, uh, GLAD, which Peppermint is on the board of, you know, they're kind of trying to teach straight people who, you know, how to approach trans. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're in the com- their community, you know, so maybe maybe there's a little bit of, uh, of grace um, for us. I mean, you know, it, it. I mean, that would be, yeah. I mean, like I always say, you know, no, we're not going to go to a glad function or even a gay pride uh, event and say, "Hey, fags and dykes." I mean, I have. We're not. We're not. <laughs> no, 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 but, but okay. Well, I mean, but but I mean, that's. I mean, I mean if it's a, like an upscale, politically correct, you well, know, yeah, fundraiser, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're not going to gravitate towards that kind of language. That kind of language would probably make an audience howl, you know, as it does um, in uh, you know, with, uh, Bianca Del Rio uses it. I use it. We a lot of people use it. I, I actually got once a contract that said Willem was here performing at this event last year, and he oh, used God. the word word fag a lot and uh, <laughs> we don't like that because the, the event was in texas and you know they they, they don't they're not as yeah. free as as big city faggots oh and by the way um the person's twitter handle is bestincio b-e-s-t-i-n-s-i-o-c-o is their name um if you guys want to dig deeper into who this person is that that tweet i read um but you know again this i'm sure the conversation will keep on going he'll probably do something else and we'll keep on talking about this guy but you and peppermint have more to say on the topic and i can't wait to hear part two do you remember anything you said old person yes i wasn't stoned because this was a serious issue <laughs> oh so you could be stoned from me but peppermint gets the refined lady bunny got it that's right no i mean you know i i we challenged each other we delayed our cards on the table and you know i thought it was a great discussion so when we so when, when we did the whole black lives matter podcast you were you were high you were stoned you were drunk you were you you, you didn't give a fuck but we, now we're talking about uh, you you and trans wait, wait. stuff you like uh-huh uh-huh 
wait, can, can I care about one marginalized community at a time as a privileged <laughs> cisgender white? No, we didn't do a Black Lives Matter whole podcast, bitch. <laughs> Jesus! Now I'm a transphobe and a racist. Oh my yeah, god! You, we did. You just don't remember, bitch, because you want all the drugs. We Rewind. did not do a whole Black Lives Matter podcast. What? <laughs> who was the guest? It was me. We didn't need anybody else. It was me. Uh, and oh, sorry. Uh-huh. My, and we we had Barack for like a little bit. It was just me and Barack. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I definitely was stoned for that. <laughs> <laughs> y'all <laughs> let's get into the interview more with lady bunny and peppermint hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I would like to take a few of the jokes that I read mm-hmm. that people did not like and see from you know, his special yeah and see what you know you thought of them and, and tell you what i thought of them the okay. first thing that i saw was that he was making fun of uh, a tribe of people who went to outer space and then came back and occupied some ter- territory and they were known as space jews now mm-hmm. dave has said that we're not supposed to say things in the corporate world we're not. We're not supposed to to say that uh, that there that the U.S. is funding apartheid in Israel, and he dared to say that. So some of him is saying that he's bucking uh, tradition. But with reference to the trans jokes or the LGBT homophobic jokes, one of the things he said, and th- this was listed that he joked about beating up a dyke. Now. He did not joke about wanting to beat up a dyke because she's a dyke. In fact, there are elements of the gay community that would tell me that I can't even say dyke. Uh, He said he joked about coming on to a woman and the boyfriend wanted to fight her, fight him, because he was coming on to her. Then... He, he And they were getting ready to fight, and he realized that this was not a man, that it was a, a lesbian lover of the woman that he was coming on to. Now, that is not the same thing as saying, I saw a dyke, and because I hate dykes, and dykes are wrong, and, and dykes are against God, like all gay people, I wanted to beat her up. That is You're pl- right. That's playing on the man's, uh, the, the straight man's, like, code of honor, or whatever you want to call it, that we don't hit women. But he, But the joke was, the twist was, that this woman was fine, and they were in a bar or whatever. I don't remember the whole joke. But he was prepared, even after realizing uh, that this uh, was not a man, to fight this dyke because of the the the, the, the pussy was so good. I don't think <laughs> that. I don't think it just. This didn't feel like to me. What I and I the 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 punchline of the joke wasn't. I really like. I'm trying to. Excuse me for being so a little more crass. 
I will do anything to get to pussy, even fight a woman. That To me, that didn't seem like that was the punchline of the joke. To me, the punchline of the joke seemed to be predicated in is this dude, this guy that he, this person that he thought was a guy, I was ready to fight this guy, but I found out that it was a, but that it was a woman. So, I, but th they were coming on so strong, like they're a man, I'm going to fight them. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to make an exception and beat up this woman because they're acting like a man. That was how the joke came off to me. Right. But it's and an exception so, because it's an exception because, you know, possibly men straight men don't want to they say it's taboo to hit a woman yeah in most except, cases but that's i think that's the truth i i don't really know and i'm not i don't i'm not a lesbian and i don't really hang out what? in like lesbian bars and, and what see i don't usually have that much experience but i to me that would basically make it seem like it's never okay to hit a woman that you think is pretty but if she's if she's a, a, a woman that you that looks like a man or uh, something like that, then then it fights on, game on, fight them. Wait, you can and you can hit what, a woman. That's what it seems like. You can hit a woman away. who looks like a man. No wonder I keep getting beat up. Um, no, I see. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Let me give you another joke that was that he he was pummeled for as transphobic, mm -hmm. and I can see how this is transphobic. But I also see another layer in it. Okay, he said. That um, that uh, tr you everybody comes out of a pussy, and that trans women do not have that that they're not going to be giving birth out of their pussies, and it may be a pussy, but it's then he used the vegetarian option. It's an impossible pussy, like with Whopper, Impossible Burger, or a um, what was it, uh, Beyond Burger, which is another substitute for a burger, and then he said that blood doesn't come out of that pussy, beet juice does. Now, this is so ridiculous and wild. Beet juice does not come out of a trans woman's pussy. Dave Chappelle does not believe that. I have got trans friends who say, you know, my pussy is never going to be, you know, like a, 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 a genetic you know, female exactly, but you know, I'm a woman and this right. is my pussy. So it's like, you know, I think I didn't think that well, that was, to that. yeah, I, well, I, I just thought that that was like, it was so absurd to say beet it's not, juice. Though. No, I think that the, I think that the bringing in beet juice wasn't the connection to vaginas. To me, the beet juice was, I believe when you eat those impossible burgers, they and to make them look rare, they put the beet juice in the burgers. And that's so and so that was the only connection is that the the beet juice is is the is the fake blood to the fake vagina that the impossible burger is. You know, that's the connection. To and, and but so to I me the beet juice get, I mean I I didn't understand that, but you know what? I did right. watch it when I was stoned, so girl. <laughs> So, so the beet juice, it's less about the beet juice for me. It's more about equating the bodies of trans women as that, as not real, as fake and unnatural and, and as, and not, not sufficient. Now I understand the, the, I don't think that there's a need to, 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 I don't think there's anyone out there saying that, okay, listen, there is, a, there is a fear that trans women are here. This is this is a, a notion that's predicated and pushed by many people who are trans exclusionary radical feminists. That trans women are men masquerading as women to replace women. Yes, and 
that unfortunately is a is a feeling that I, a fear that I think a lot of cis certainly some cis women may have. I hear I've heard those comments before. Mm-hmm. And when they make those comments, they bring up our bodies. That vagina you have is never going to be that body you have. You you may look like a woman with your fake plastic surgery, but you're really just a man. That kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I think that that is not fair to the trans to the trans to folks in the trans community in many ways. In one way, not all trans women have vaginas. Right. That's number one. And I'm a woman, and so not all women have vaginas. Mm-hmm. I think that's 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 a notion that if you believe trans women are women, then you and you can also understand that not all trans women have vaginas. Then the, then it's then the next piece into that puzzle that, to that path of thinking is that not all women have vaginas. Mm-hmm. But that's but that's not he he said I believe trans women are women, but. None of the other stuff in he said in there supports that. And all and, and again, the 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 entire series of jokes that he said had to you had to have a a belief system that trans women were really men masquerading and perpetrating. That's the belief system you have to have in order to in order for those jokes to really work. But even so though he the, was the, making out with one though, because it's so I mean, listen, I can't put my head into a straight guy's, but I kind of can, you know, and listen, I don't know Dave Chappelle. For all I know, he could be doing this for controversy. He was paid twenty million dollars to do this special and, you know, he said he wasn't gonna talk about LGBT stuff anymore and any more special, but who the fuck knows? Maybe he's a liar. I don't sure, know him. him. Enough money. I would. He would. I would be surprised if he doesn't, because okay. it seems like that is his. I mean, this isn't just the first time he's done this. This is. It's, it's been increasing in the last, you know, over the years. And so I would, if he continues at the same rate, I would con- honestly expect the entire next special to be about LGBTQ people. Right. So let me ask you this, because when I say I'm trying to get in the side of the head of a straight man. They they may see, uh, you know, a beautiful trans woman, um, or they've even picked me up before. We're not even to that point yet, right? But we're to the point where they're killing us in the streets. Most of the trans women who are, are who have died have been murdered by someone else, and most of those people are our lovers, our intimate partners, our clients, the people who have sex with us, the people who, it's not that they want to go around on a murder spree, it's that, it's not even that they want to kill us, it's that they would rather kill us than have anybody else laugh at them because they're really with a man, because they're with a person with a fake vagina, because that they're with a woman who's just trying to perpetrate, and you know, the, the, the trans panic defense is real. Men could have you, been able could to you murder. describe the trans panic defense for those who yeah. don't know it off the top of their heads? A, tra- a man, a cisgender man, a heterosexual cisgender man will go up, see a girl that he likes, have sex with her, and then afterwards murder her. And when he gets arrested and they find out who it is, he says, I didn't know she was a man. She was trick- they- He was tricking me. It's really a man. And I just lost it because I'm so, I can't believe it. That I was, I, I was so disgusted. Maybe he had AIDS. Maybe he was gay. Maybe he was a, or, but he or, was a man and he was tricking me. Or maybe so you since, were, maybe they think they were gay because they, uh, well, exactly, yeah, they, all that. they had sex and, with someone who, who had a penis who appeared yeah, to. I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not. The man would say I'm not gay. 
I'm a, I'm a straight man and I don't like men. And so I killed that blankety blank, blank, blank. Yeah. And then, and then guess what the judge would say? Oh, not guilty. Is the trans panic defense still on the book? Yes. In many states it is. So, um, yeah. Okay. This is, this is, you know, I don't talk about any trans stuff unless I have run it past friends. Many right. of them are my age. Many of them were sex workers. And they do look at things like disclosure, which states that trans women are the, 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 the victims of violence because of Hollywood images. And they tell me a lot of times the trans people have some responsibility because they are not telling the guys their tea. I think that something- is old school. I, I I just, I want to push back against that because that really does feed into the notion that trans people are sneaking around to trick men into having sex with them. That the whole existence for a trans woman to get surgeries and get boobs and get a vagina or whatever surgery they're going to have is to trick men into having sex with them. And that is not... That is not the case. That's, that's, it's so unfair. That's like, it's, it's just really, it's really low brow to, 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 to sort of perpetuate the, the idea that the whole reason that trans people basically are doing what, whatever it is that they're doing is for the benefit of, now listen, there are certainly trans sex workers who, who, who get jazzed up and, and look a way that they feel like a sex worker needs to look in order to attract clients. And there are certainly, indefinitely, of course, because it wasn't possible, because it was legal to fire you when the minute you started your transition, as it almost was in several states until a couple of years ago, uh, many of those people who are adults and sex workers never knew what it was like to have a job that they didn't have to be a sex worker because they weren't once after their transition because that's all they had. And so there was a certain code and a certain way to do it. The old school sex worker ways are you better you better put all your money into looking as convincing as possible and you better never let anybody find out that you are trans because... And if you have your clients, you never let anybody know that you're sleeping with these clients. You need to protect this man's wife and this man's relationship and this man's marriage and this man's job, your client, at all costs. You need to, well, you know, because, basically the whole step. Yeah, I mean, huh? as a trans friend of mine said, you know, if this guy's coming over and sucking your dick and he every week and he's, uh, he's uh, you know, straight in a macho uh, community and you start to spill the beans, um, you know, then you're, you're, you're 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 in trouble you're and you're wrong and so i understand that but listen i don't understand why is it why is it how is that any different than a than a cisgender prostitute having sex with a married man and then finding out like telling telling people like oh i slept with the president or i slept with so and so does she deserve to be murdered because of that yes no of course not but that i think there are some me, female, male, trans, there's some prostitutes who want repeat business and to get their client off. Absolutely. There's also, there's also prostitutes situation. who blackmail. There's prostitutes who, uh, there's drugs involved. They transmit disease. This is all stuff that, that, yeah, that but does. Yeah, you know what? There's, there's a whole lot more trans people who aren't prostitutes who get the diseases from these cisgender heterosexual men who are not getting tested, right. who are not wanting to use condoms. And then they're passing these diseases. Why don't we focus on them for a change? Because the people who are made out to be the boogeyman, just like we said 
there's a notion that all people on welfare are black when it's not true. Right. There's a notion that all transgender people are prostitutes spreading disease and 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 sneaking around and doing shady stuff and doing drugs and tricking men and you know just like all this unsavory stuff and it's not true. Well, and, yeah, but that, I mean, I'm not saying that all the trans prostitutes are like that, but I had a trans friend tell me that her trick said, uh, "You want to come over?" She said, "No, let's go to dinner." And then her friends robbed him. At his house. So, I mean, you know, it, it's like there's stuff, there's, there, there are reasons that hookers of any kind get killed. But so Bianca Lee. But we're not talking just about hookers. We're also talking about people who are not paying for sex. We're also, ta- when we're talking about the high rate of murder, there are sex workers in there. Uh, but we're also talking about, okay, here, there's two real quick things. When we're talking about sex workers and we're talking about the effects of people thinking that trans women as sex workers are men, then that ends up happening. What ends up happening is if these women are discriminated against because of these laws that these politicians Did are pushing where they take them Did saying it's illegal, it's legal to fire them. It's legal to discriminate. Don't give them health care. Don't, it's legal to, re- um, okay, it's okay. you know, remove their apartment she'll, application if you find out that they're trans. This is already happening in certain states. So let's say that this happens and now you end up with a trans person and several trans people who can't get an apartment, can't get a job, can't don't have health care, then they end up on the street. So now they're they are doing survival sex work. And once they're do, doing survival sex work, they end up with some guy. Oh, something crazy. happens, some somebody's shady, somebody steals, somebody robs, somebody gives somebody something, then that person ends up that increases the the likelihood that that person is going to that trans sex worker is going to have a run in with the police. Now they're involved with the police. If they're black and they're with the police, you already know what it's like to be black and with the police. And so now this trans sex worker has a has a increased likelihood of having a, a violent encounter with the police. And then they end up getting arrested. And which jail are they going to go to? The men's prison. So they go into the men's prison, and then it happens all over again. What do you think is going to happen to them in that men's prison? Mm-hmm. So that's that. But on the side, on the other side of it. As someone who actually I feel so blessed that I never, I did not make the decision to be a sex worker, but I can guarantee you many of the interactions that I've had with men, I feel like this is a sex worker interaction, even though nobody's exchanging money and anything like that, because of the notion, because of the, the misconceptions that a lot of these guys already have. And the murders of trans women who aren't sex workers are still being, you know, uh, Guys are using the trans panic defense to try to get off the, you know, uh, they're, they're being misgendered after their death. You know, they're not even necessarily sex workers. These are, you know, Elon Nettles, which is a famous case that was in New York City. This was not a woman, as far as we know, that was a sex worker. This was just a barely adult girl who was with her friends and met somebody. And then they saw people on the street and then they busted her head open with a brick. Mm-hmm. And so the, the unfortunately... The, the 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 popular belief seems to be like it's okay to commit acts of violence against trans women if you need to protect your masculinity. It's also okay to fuck them just as long as nobody knows that you're doing it. Well, and I, so all of these things. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All of these things have a really can have a, have a really negative effect. If this is most of what a lot of trans people are dealing with, mm-hmm. including your friends that you've spoken to are trans sex workers. Yeah, it really doesn't provide any other out. And so I'm really interested in having the types of conversation, seeing the types of programming and seeing the types of comedy that will provide a lifeline to the to folks in the trans community so that their story isn't so tragic. The story isn't 
that they're sex workers and they have no other way to get a job. Because it's not that all trans people and all the sex workers just decided when they were born they wanted to be sex workers. Mm-hmm. A lot of these girls are doing it because they had no other options. Right. Not all of them, but that's the situation. So let's talk about giving them other options. And just because, as you said, Flame Monroe said, one of them has an Emmy nomination, one of them, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> doesn't mean that, and when I say Emmy nomination, I mean MJ Rodriguez, her historic Emmy nomination for a lead in a, in a uh, TV series, as a female lead in a trans series, in a TV series. Uh, that's not the norm. That's really like saying, well, Black people don't have problems because Obama was president. Right. And we know what that's about. Right. So I uh, was very interested in this case a few months ago where a young Latina trans um, was picked up a guy. He shot her and went back to shoot her again. Uh, later. And Jiggly Caliente, like I say, I tried to... She survived the first time. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay, so Jiggly was watching it say, watch the video of them heading to her apartment and said, look at that. He knew she was trans. That was a lie that he told, um, you know, so that he could use some trans panic defense. He was literally, no guy picks up a girl and is headed to their house and is walking six step behind her. He was trying to, you know, so, you know, just looking at Jiggly being, you know, having that trans person's sense of what's going on in that, mm-hmm. you know, encounter, um, and, you know, it kind of rang true to me because I've been with a few people who <laughs> I didn't want to necessarily be seen with and, or they didn't want to be seen with me. But, yeah, I mean, so with the with the. OK, the Tish Gervais, who is now known as Brian. Oh, God, I'm retarded. I mean, I'm slow. Uh said when Bianca Lee posted something about disclosure and the theme of disclosure on Netflix was that negative images in the media or things like the Chappelle show are responsible for the trans uh, harm. And so Tish wrote, who was trans and who was a prostitute for over a decade, uh, said... Nine times out of, I mean, she was on drugs, hooked on drugs. She said nine times, and very passable, nine times out of ten, if I could fool the guy into thinking that I was a real woman and say, I'm going to give you a blowjob because I'm on my period or, you know, whatever, that, that she would do that knowing the risks. So okay. what is the answer to that? Making making prostitution legal? I, I will gladly what, get what behind is, What that. does prostitution have to do? Why do we have to, to, to bring up prostitution when we're talking about transgender people? Oh, we don't. But we're talking about no, the I'm violence. Not, I'm not saying you. I'm just, I'm, I'm asking the, the, like the correlation between the two. Well, because, because you, as you the said, day, they didn't have a choice back then. You said you didn't right, have a choice. So let's between... make it so that they have choices. Oh, I would love to. But, but you know, as you say, some enjoy the prostitution. So maybe we could, right, you know, I'm make doing. it legal, uh, you know, so that th- that's I how do they think protect that, yes, them more in decriminalizing. Instagram. I do think decriminalizing sex work in general for everyone is in our best interest, for sure. I definitely, I support decriminalizing sex right. work as an aside. But yeah, no, I mean, certainly right. the, the girls who the girls who, who are in the life, as we refer to it, uh, certainly have gotten to a situation. There is an old, again, there is an old school set of rules. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think that we need to be navigating by that old school set of rules. The old school set of rules really does leave room for people to call us men. And if you don't want to be called a man, then you just need to not look like one and do your best to be convincing. But the old school set of rules doesn't also really also doesn't make room for people who don't want, can't afford surgery, too young to get surgery or or can't for whatever reason get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought I there was a moment in time where I thought I'm feel I'm feeling like I'm by today's language a trans woman and da da da, but I don't want a, a nose job and a facelift. Why not? Does that mean I'm not trans if I don't? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'm looking at you. The, the, the audience, darling. The, well, the look, audience you're, can't see you. We can't, the, the, we can't you, trust I, those <laughs> eyes. We can't trust those eyes. <laughs> okay, I'll put my glass. I'll put my readers on. Um, so, okay, I want to. Uh, I want to just say a couple more things because you've been so generous with your time and I don't understand this. And this is why I was so eager to have you on the podcast. And I also know Mm -hmm. that, that, that you said, you know, we we need to have a space to have these discussions um, because not everyone's on the same page. Obviously I'm around trans people a lot more and, and probably have more understanding than, you know, the average person. Um, Mm -hmm. So one thing that Bill Maher said in defense of Dave Chappelle is that we have had this trans explosion happen in a relatively short amount of time. And mm-hmm. um, even though I never have problems with trans people, sometimes I have problems with some of the assertions made by the trans lobby. And, you know, as Bill Maher was saying, it may be hard. So we've put this ad- attitude out there that trans people are valid, trans people, but now this has got to trickle down into our everyday life, which includes exactly. changing rooms, which includes competing with sports. And, you know, I, I mm-hmm. think Bill said something to the effect of, so you're teaching us, you know, all our lives we're taught that if this person has a dick, uh, there's a, they're a man. If they, if they have a pussy, they're a woman. And now we've got to re-examine that and just go a little bit easy on the people who don't have any trans people in their lives. And I want to give you, before you comment, something where Bethany Frankel was recently branded um, as uh, transphobic. She had her daughter go to a camp and there was someone there who identified as trans who was uh, seen making out with uh, girls. Uh, now, is this plant? Is this? I don't tr- I don't know Bethany Franklin. I don't know. But she said that in the in the change in in the, the the bedroom situation where they were all bunking together, the this trans person pen- penis was seen. So I I just feel Wait, like what? Wait. Okay. Her daughter went to camp, and there was a trans person there with all the girls. It was a girls' camp, and the trans person was, uh, you know, making out with some of the girls. The penis was seen. I don't know. Everyone branded Bethany a transphobe for this, and it does play into the stereotype that people are using trans to say, "Ooh, we want to get little girls." But at the same time, I don't understand what parents who don't have my knowledge of trans people are supposed to think because they do have a right to say at what point they want their kids 
I mean, we got two, 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 two their little girls who are under 12 to say, do they see a penis? What? You're nodding your head. No, 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 no. Why, why can't, or you're, you're drying your hair. I mean, you know, maybe, may, maybe if, if some people, maybe if some people are ready, as I think a lot are to accept trans people as equal, they can have a camp where they've explained that to their kids. And there will be some conservative people who aren't ready to have their girls at age 11 or 12 see a trans uh, teens, you know, penis. It, I mean, I, I'm never going to have children. I don't know what to say about that, but it seems like there's some gray areas because I've even heard trans people say they don't know the, the exact solution about where trans athletes should I think compete. This, I think it compounds two, two issues. Wanting to protect your young girl from having sexual activity Sounds like it's most of that Bethany Frankel situation. If that's, I don't know if that's her daughter or who that person is that she was concerned about. Um, yes, it was her daughter. But the, I think not wanting your child to have sexual activity is one huge part of it, right? The other part of it, let's leave for a second. If at an all girls camp and an all, I don't care whether it's an all there's just as much sex going on in an, in an all-female space that as there is in an all-male space. Just, you know, like, there's there's all kinds of stuff going on at camp. People, are, people go to camp to have sex. Some people, not everyone. I'm just saying there is sexual act. act, act. We've all heard stories of the first time they ever did a such and such and a such and such. And some of the times oh, no, that was about with me. somebody... <laughs> Sometimes that's a story with a person of this of the same sex, right? And so limiting that certainly does limiting, you know, not having, you know, a co-ed sort of situation does certainly limit um, the sexual activity since most people identify as heterosexual. But you know, is 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 the connotation that that trans person? And I don't know the age. Obviously, these must be eleven, teens, twelve, I think. Is the connotation that that trans person was like raping the girls, or was it no, something making that... out, making out, but seen a couple so, of times making out, and I don't think okay. I don't think they wanted their daughter to make out with anybody, but the fact that that right. person had a penis was upsetting to Bethany. Was Frankel's. upsetting, yeah. And my like, question I, is, do, do we brand right... them? Do we brand them as much as the media did as as transphobic, or do we, as I you think, said at the beginning of this, that... try to talk with them and say, you know, if you can't, because I don't know what's right for kids. I'm never going to have a kid. You know? This is the thing. This is the thing. And my my even though I'm transgender, my method of operation operating is different than others. I don't brand people as anything. I don't say you are a anything unless you tell me that that's who you are or what you are. Oh, then I'm very so talented, believe... young and beautiful and thin. No, I'm very I'll never talented. Say that. Young. No, <laughs> I, I I don't lie either. <laughs> Um, so I don't believe in in branding someone a anything because that's a that's a, giving someone a permanent label that doesn't allow them the space to change. Yeah. Let's talk about their actions. I do believe that it's possible to say what you said is harmful to the trans community. I I do believe it's fair to say that what you said or did your actions that you said or did can have a negative effect on trans people. And let me tell you why. 
And so that's how I like to operate. That's the first thing. People that go around branding each other, this and that, I don't agree with at all. Mm. But the same, by the same token, I do expect people to understand what we're talking about here and make an effort. Mm-hmm. And understand the, the the magnitude of and the gravity of their words, and that they can have an impact. And if you come to the table knowing that you have a million and two million and five million followers, or or dollars, or twenty million in a special, that the words that you say could could have an impact, then I can come to the table in good faith. If okay. you're not going to tell the truth in your jokes then we have then then we're then we're not really on the same page to begin with because I can guarantee you despite the fact that you or some of your supporters online are saying it's just a joke lighten up and it doesn't mean anything I can guarantee you the day before that that contract was signed someone said you know what let's pay this person this comic more money for this special because the words that they say are going to impact and people we're going to get ratings and honey they have power. People only get paid like mm. that because what they say people do. Oprah Winfrey only had her favorite things and everybody knows you get a car you she could only give out cars because they knew that she had power in her words. They don't just give out cars to somebody mm-hmm. who's just on the street who has no influence. And so how dare we say that right. there's no influence? behind this person's jokes and words when we're paying them $20 million, which is way more than that person needs to live and eat and sleep and breathe in the first place. I'm not saying that right. comics shouldn't get paid that much, but let's be, let's be real. If we're going to talk about how mm-hmm. much money that person's really worth, then that means their okay. words have a greater impact than the average person. And so there is responsibility yes. with those words. And it, 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 it is worth taking a look at the impact of your words. I don't think it's fair to, 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 to brand Bethany Frankel a transphobe or a, any of this, but I do think it's fair to say your words have a certain impact, Bethany Frankel. And mm-hmm. let's talk about who's using your words to 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 negatively impact the trans community. And and let's also talk about your words are showing where you stand in terms of understanding about trans individuals and who they are and what they want and what they do and what's happening to them. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, it is important to have a conversation about those things. The trans sports thing is a very, very tough thing because a lot of sports are gendered and it is very binary mm-hmm. and it is a very difficult um, subject. Unfortunately, that subject is being used as an excuse to support the, the notion that Women and men are biologically 100% different and trans women are not women. They are men and that they don't belong in women's sports because they're hurting women and taking away advantage of women and probably raping them in the field or whatever they're trying to say that we're doing. But the truth is these advantages that they say that they think that we have, there's really not very much scientific study behind the, the, the existence of trans people, what happens to trans people in measuring their hormones, because we haven't been recognized. We haven't been even officially recognized. Well, this isn't, yes, sci- um, this isn't scientific, but a, a, a trans friend of mine said, it takes a couple of years before the hormones affect your muscle tone. Um, you know, to where you would have the must if you were born male and began hormones, you would not right away have the um, the 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 a, a woman's you know much reduced muscle tone. Right, but I I guess this is the thing we don't when we talk about 
this is the thing I don't understand with the sports argument. And I'm I'm not an athlete, and so I don't really have that much to say on it. But I do, it does ask, beg me to ask the question. If we're saying that trans women shouldn't be in men's sports or women's sports because they would have an advantage, then why do are we only worried about the advantages that trans people have over cisgender people and we're and we want to be protective of only cisgender people over trans people because what about trans men in sports this is the thing that's so strange is that if a trans man who by all accounts through everybody's standards looks like a man why is he not allowed in men's sports he's not allowed in men's sports he's only allowed in women's sports now there's people that are upset that there's a trans man who was assigned female at birth Mm-hmm. in women's sports when that's what you wanted in the first place you wanted people to go to play on the sports teams that correlate with the sex that they were signed at birth which right. means a trans man would be in women's sports but then when he's dominating then you get upset i'm not an athlete either but, but but is that related to the fact of of stat the difference in stature or power or size I think between that's related. men and women i think it's it may be, but I think that when we're talking about competitive sports, which most sports are competitive, we're talking about competitive sports, then isn't the isn't the point to be so competitive that you're the best and that you're and you're like that you're that you are outperforming everyone else? Yeah. You know, it's so it's so interesting to me. Yes, I I understand that there's been this sort of chase um, around people saying we don't, you know, performance enhancing drugs and that they're consistent. It's kind of going at it that way that they're, they're saying, A, you were born with more ability if you're a trans woman and B, if you're a trans man, you're using performance enhancing drugs. And that really does negate all of the other work. It really reduces the work and the dedication that any trans athlete has to put into their sport and the types of things that they have to go through anyway to, to just to be able to play in those sports. Mm-hmm. And so we're really not, acknowledging right. that if we're talking about someone who's at an Olympic level or who's at the hi- the highest level of college sports or whatever, that if they're trans or not, they've probably been working at it and studying it and doing it all their life. This is not some banker who was some dude who put on a wig and decided to enter the Olympics tomorrow. Because you, you can't just enter the Olympics, right? I can't. Go I back. can't. You can't. What, what do you... You can't oh, just enter the Olympics. Shit. Oh, shit. Dave Chappelle's jokes were not based on truth. One thing that I did not see much uh, media attention on in the, the pieces that were criticizing him were that whatever his perceived feelings towards trans women are, negative or positive, he met a trans woman who he, I believe, made out with and talked about in his last special. Then he, she was a comedian. She, Dave asked her to open for him in San Francisco, and he tells the story of how the trans community uh, or, or uh, dogged her so much that for being associated with his schedule, because he's the, I mean, with, with his last special, that she committed suicide. Now, I don't have right. all of the, so the, the details is, on this. There, but, but we to, don't all, to, the, the problem here is that we don't have all the details about this. And he, it's, it is convenient for him to use 
trans people, their bodies and their existences to hit, to prop up his agenda. And, and that's exactly what he's doing in this special, right? Apparently people who there, there is conflicting accounts from people who say that they were her roommates and lived with her and knew her certainly better than you or I or the average person knew her, uh, saying that he actually, after her death for years, never contacted her or her family. It wasn't until, apparently they are saying, it wasn't until he was gearing up for this special that he decided to reconnect. And, and, and make a trust fund and that, for the daughter who she exactly, left. Exactly, which shuts the family up. In addition, she, apparently, according to her roommates, and I don't know whether this is true or not, but I also don't know whether what Dave Chappelle is saying is 100% true, especially since his whole job is to exaggerate. And we already know that the other things that he's saying about trans people are not based in truth. Then, Including the was, example that, you gave about the lovely trans woman's throat, who was not, does not have exactly. the throat of Joe Rogan. Exactly. So he's so, not above questioning. Exactly. Exactly. He's not above questioning. The, apparently, according to her, and I don't know Daphne, I never met her, I don't know anything about her story, other than what we're talking about now. Apparently, her uh, people that knew her said that she was struggling with suicidal ideations and self-harm for years. Mm-hmm. Even before Which this is common situation. among trans people. Which is common among trans people. Yeah, because of because but, of the, not just because we're born being suicidal, because of the amount, because of the types of treatment that we get in public and how people talk about us, you know? Right. And, and that's it. But so, so I don't know that that was necessarily true. Now I've heard, and this is not substantiated. So that, that the family was not permitted to go to the funeral or the memorial that Chappelle held. Yet I've also heard in, in, you know, print, in articles that, that the family or at least a couple of the members of them were su- supportive. But I, so when I hear Flame Monroe also said that the gay, she, I mean, she's in, in California, maybe she also said that the LGBT uh, crowd had bullied her until she committed suicide on CNN. Don Lemon said, well, we don't know, you know, all the facts about this, but I know from being um, attacked uh, by people, you know, when I put when I put out a tweet that said Amanda Lepore, the world's most famous transsexual, has a book out. Amanda's my friend. I've worked with her for decades. She built herself as the world's most famous transsexual for fifteen years or more, and and I was only trying to get the word out about a trans friend's book. And some of the responses that they jumped down my throat. There was one that was even mildly, you know, violent that I dared to to say something. One guy ended up having a discussion, and and I just explained, you don't have the right to go to a gender studies class and then criticize the woman uh, the, the, uh, the 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 words that this trans woman uses to describe herself you know jane county was kicked off of facebook for what using, was the problem in question that were transsexual uh yeah 
Yeah, the word which is which is an old word, and you know Jane County. I mean, we can't we can't deny that trans women, some of them maybe older, use the word that rhymes with granny. That sounds a little like tyranny. I mean, Jane County was kicked off. Carmen uh, Carmen Carrera, you know, surfaced after working as a Glad volunteer in a video saying, "Sometimes I do make up for grannies." rhyming with pageants. So it, you know, this is why I say I have no problem with trans people, but sometimes the trans lobby is a little out of control in saying stuff that is, you know, like, like for example, I have a trans activist friend who around the time of the RuPaul thing didn't agree with what everyone was saying. And the trans community hounded her and and misgendered her, which is meant to be the ultimate sin, and called her a drag queen who works at gay bars. And she does struggle with employment and does work at gay bars, but is she is a post-operative trans person. And that is very, very cruel. for, for a tra And a trans person knows how cruel it is to call a trans woman a drag queen who works at gay bars like you're not woman enough is what I heard from it. She was very yeah, upset. And unfortunately, she's using this. Those folks are using the same language that they know is hurtful that other people use, that cis folks use, and that these comics are using the same exact language. And I think it's disgusting. I really do. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I do think, I mean, there is no monolith for trans people, unfortunately. It's just, you know, are the words that we're saying, are, are they harmful sometimes? Yes. And are, are there certainly nasty individuals, transgender and cisgender alike? who are trolls? Are there people who aren't, who might not even be transgender, who, who say that they are to, to put a point across on, on the internet? You know, like the internet is definitely the wild, wild west, which is a whole oh, nother yes. topic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Completely. You know, but and Republicans are going to find those few examples, exaggerate mm -hmm. them. And in fact, leave me alone, creditors um the the uh, uh you know the 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 last night a republican won the virginia governor two of his things that he was going on about to that appealed to republicans were the culture war one saying that he did not want uh critical race theory being taught in schools and the other was drumming up uh, fear of trans people in bathrooms. And, you know, he was successfully able to do that. And, you know, so I'm not one of those Republicans who is looking for these episodes. But, Pep, I will tell you this. Now, my mother in Chattanooga refers to herself as Lady Becky, the Queen Mother. Um, she goes to gay rights marches and everything, and she recently told me that there was a trans person at the swimming pool that she goes to. And I said, okay. Oh, and she said, do I need to have a word with this person, thinking that she's an ambassador because she's my mother, you know, about we support you or whatever. I said, well, well give me a little bit more detail, Mom. She said, um, I said, does this person, like, I mean, are they looking, you know, like they are trying to look like a woman? She said, well, they have on a woman's bathing suit, no boobs. <laughs> she didn't say hairy chest, you know, but no, 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 no wig. I said, well, what kind of stuff have you observed this person doing? 
And she said, well, talking to the, the young female lifeguard about where to get sexy swimwear. So, honey, I'm not looking for trans people who are using the trans experience to get near uh, you know, straight women or children or into bathrooms that they don't, don't. But this is just something that just happened to be mentioned by my mom that sounds like it could be that kind of thing. And I said to my mom, I don't think you need to have a conversation with him. I think he is quite possibly using the trans explosion as a way to discuss sexy swimwear. With I don't think that that's what the bulk of trans people are doing, whether they are completely, you know, passing or not. You know, I don't. I think those are those are rare examples. But, you know, I, I just, you know, like I say, I'm not looking for that. That just happened in a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, with my mom. And these Republicans were able to, they actually, they didn't even tell the truth about what had happened at the Virginia school. But it was related to schools like the teaching of critical race theory and its culture war um, stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just wonder if part of what Dave Chappelle is saying is fuck these censors. And if that is getting a cheer when he says team turf, I don't think he's a turf. I don't think that that he has any ill will for trans women. I think he wants to make people laugh by saying that beet juice came out of her pussy. You know, I, I mean think, I mean, no, absolutely. He's using he's using the bodies and the surgeries and the and the lives of trans people, kind of stepping on the their necks to 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 earn a laugh and certainly earning a dollar doing it. And I, and I, and that's true. That's, there's no, that's, that's exactly what's happening. But um, some trans comedians, some pe- trans comedians has said that they don't feel that even some that thought that this was hurtful language or even Flame Monroe, who defends him and defended his last special, said there were a couple things where it was like, ooh, you know, I don't know about that. Where is he going with this? But at the end of the day, she found it to be a, a joke. And as she said on CNN, I'm black, I'm trans, and I'm a comedian. So you I know, have three dogs. Flame in this Monroe fight. has never. I don't. I really don't think that Flame Monroe has. I haven't really heard Flame Monroe speaking out um, in a in an intelligent way about what's happening in the real in in terms of legislation and policy that does affect the lives of transgender individuals. Uh, I haven't necessarily had the opportunity to hear how she connects with any of those things. Uh, I have had the opportunity to hear her describe herself as a man and describe herself as a he, she, whatever, how she describes herself. He, she, we. He, she, we is her pronoun. Um, And so... But that could be a joke. But I haven't really... That could be a joke. I, I don't know if it's a joke or not. It doesn't really concern me. I think we live in a free country and she can do whatever she wants. I don't think that she is... I think that she is... Um, I don't know that she is as in touch with, uh, some of the areas of concern that, 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 uh, are as pertinent here. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 I haven't really heard her speaking in a way that I look, if someone was like, you can send one representative to get all the laws passed that you need, she would not be the person I would send. Right, right. And, um... But, I mean, I think she's just basically saying that it's humor and as a humorous... So let, let me ask you this, and I'm, I'm going to let you go because I'm sure you're on your vacation. So I was DJing at a, 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 a Democratic fundraiser on in Miami on uh, Saturday. Uh, 
and I was playing Jeanne, uh, uh, hey, Mr. DJ, everybody, yeah. the all night, all night. And uh-huh. so this fun, straight couple that I'd been interacting with, and they probably saw me as the clown, fool, boogaloo monster that I am, and they looked at me, I don't mean boogaloo as a boogaloo boy, I mean just boogieing and acting a fool, and they looked up at me and mouthed the words, hey, Mr. DJ, because I'm a man. And, you know, it made me laugh, and it made me feel that they were at home with me enough to make that joke. I'm not a trans person, but, but is there a difference between like, if they had done that to a trans person, is there a difference between that level of possible, uh, you know, cheeky trans phobia or drag phobia or misgendering and, and someone yelling out on a crowded city bus, uh, to a a, a, a a stealth trans woman who doesn't want to be out of the closet and wants to pass as a woman so that she doesn't encounter any violence or, or whatever, and saying, hey, everybody, that's a man. Because a lot of times we're getting a pile-on to where stuff that, that you know, it it is a, is a joke, um, you know, that could be accepted by many trans people is being is is being lumped in the same category as the absolute worst uh, transphobic humor. And another example is that is like, you know, J.K. Rowling is considered, you know, like one of the worst. But a few years ago, RuPaul was considered the worst transphobe. And I grew up with him and I've lived in two areas where there were trans hookers, you know, I you know, in the meatpacking district and where we lived in Atlanta. Now you may not I like think who we... we're changing with the times and the, the times are changing really fast. And I know that there's people that just, I think that comedy just like, you know, coal mining is a, you know, it's an art form and a job and a career that ha- that's different, that's different in 2021 than it was in 1900. Mm-hmm. When certainly, I mean, if, if I were wanting to be a successful comic, um, not in terms of the amount of money that's put in, but if I were wanting to be a comic that could joke about anything that any group that I wanted and not have to have anybody say anything, then I would go back in way back in time to a time when most of us were extremely oppressed and would not have been probably have been shot on sight. And so not that I want to do that, but that was certainly in the best interest of a comic who can make fun of everybody. As long as the other audience knows what you're talking about, you know, then, then have at it. Mm -hmm. But as time goes on, things become less funny and it's just, that's the truth. There are probably jokes about black folks that were made in the, in the smoky seedy clubs in, in 1940s, Mississippi that you could not say today. And is there a good reason for that? Is that comedian upset? I'm sure they are. Mm. But what's the bigger trade-off here? And so I know that comics are upset that they're that they're feeling like their speech is being is being you know tampered with. But when we're talking about free speech in this country, they do have free speech. I think what they, what people are saying is they want consequence free speech. And that's different. Mm. There was never a time, I can't say there was never a time, but there there certainly has always been a reaction to what you say. You People are either going to laugh or they're not, or they're going to be upset and walk out. 
And unfortunately, we already are in this time, this, this, the time in, in 2021, where you can tell a joke in Israel and I can hear it one minute later in the furthest part from Israel, right? In right. another country, and, you know, whatever. Or we can go back and dig up stuff from 1960. And so because of technology and the more people start to homogenize and we start to become sort of one, one where we all are using the same set of tools and language, then it's really important that everyone's voice becomes represented. And the more we are on the, like the, on the internet, everyone's voice is amplified, which is great. That comic now, Kevin Hart's earning way more money than he would have been Kevin Hart of 1940 would have earned. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle is earning way more money than Dave Chappelle would have earned had he been born in 1910. Right. But because he can reach, because he can have a special where 10 million people can watch it in one night. But when 10 people can mm-hmm. wa- 10 million people can watch it in one night, you're also going to have more people that can complain about it in one night. And that's just what comes with the territory. Yes. Right. Well, sometimes the media and the trans lobby is, I mean, as we say, we both just enjoyed Bianca's show. She didn't say this in this show, but Mm -hmm. I saw a video of her and all these websites were saying she was transphobic, where she said uh, something that was considered transphobic and it was lurid um, uh, about Carmen Carrera. She said, basically said she needs to shut the fuck up and then said something like she she should cut, uh, cut her dick off and shove it down her throat and the audience gasped. But Bianca immediately got them back and to me the main thing was she want she thought she was trying to get the, the joke was that Carmen was should shut up you know that she was talking bullshit which she was talking bullshit um about well, some stuff at that time and I just was, thought it she, was, the bigger issue was that Carmen was publicly saying that she doesn't believe that the words that the words that have since been removed from drag race should be on drag race. The certain language that was used to describe trans women um, that people in the trans community are calling derogatory now, which wasn't necessarily deemed derogatory when the show first started. Certainly not when we were coming up and, and you know, her Carmen, that was Carmen's position and Bianca's position at the time mm-hmm. was don't bite the hand that the part, the pre- predecessor to that joke was, or maybe right after that joke was don't bite the hand that feeds you, which is funny because Bianca makes that same right. joke on reverse about RuPaul and not biting the hand that feeds you now, you know, you know, Bianca puts herself in Carmen's shoes now. Uh, I do think Bianca's rhetoric and her jokes and when it comes to trans people have 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 changed. I honestly felt very mm-hmm. unsafe, not because I thought she was going to beat me up, but I certainly, as a someone who's a friend, you know, obviously a friend with Bianca, that was around the time that I was, you know, coming out publicly and mm-hmm. or right around the time and didn't I felt like, God, this isn't someone who I could really come out to. You know, and I couldn't really depend on that person to understand where I'm coming from. And so that hurt, that hurt me. That caused me a a lot of pain. I haven't talked to Bianca about that, but that caused me a lot of pain to see that because it really did reduce Carmen and her womanhood to whether or not she has a penis. And 
and shutting and shut up. Don't don't speak when we talk about you. When we talk about you and use derogatory terms about you, shut up. And I think that that's kind of what people are trying to say now. Trans people were invoked, summoned. Dave Chappelle basically had a full-on seance to call on every transgender spirit that has ever walked the globe in this in this special. How mm. would you think we wouldn't have something to say about it? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure he expected people. Like I say, he well, maybe he does to court controversy. I mean, you know, I, I don't. <laughs> but but I I I do see his thing about say I, he says I'm going to say space Jews. I'm going to say you know that the that that the the I respect the Stonewall activists more than these, which is something that's very astute observation that does resonate with people. You, you, you it know, is my, very astute. My age. Um, and I'm just, I just have one more thing that I want to, to to chat about, and this underlines the fact that I love trans people, and I love that we can have this conversation. There should be more conversations where people, without fear of being wrong, and zapped yeah. as transphobic, which some people may do, because I've played devil's advocate a few times in this, uh, or because you and I don't understand. Uh, things in the same way or because we have a different opinion um but this mm -hmm. yes i think this kind of i mean you we haven't been able to shut each other up so i think this is a good i think lots of good points have been made all the way around but when i saw that there was a walkout with the trans uh employees the spokesperson was someone named Ashley Marie Preston, who has been on the news a lot mm -hmm. uh, for several years, whose um, uh, hair is big, was used to be bigger than mine. And so, you know, I'm going to take notice of that bitch. Um, but she <laughs> was uh, an Elizabeth Warren surrogate who came under fire for mm -hmm. making really racist towards Asian tweets, homophobic tweets, mm -hmm. um, which she, you know, these were in like 2010. She just excused herself by saying that she was on meth at the time. Now, mm -hmm. when, when, when Roseanne said that she was on Ambien, that was not, cons and, 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 and supporting Trump, that was not, that was rejected and laughed at. And they said that the drugs don't make you racist or whatever. But mm -hmm. Ashley is now telling people what they could say in comedy shows. And some of her homophobic tweets were as recent as 2018. I get the feeling that, you know, she's someone who is told or paid to to toe this line and say, you know, it, it, I mean, how could she possibly? I mean, I, I I think I have. How could she be the the one to tell someone uh, what to say? Here's one of her tweets. That is the last time I helped that faggot fucker. He's bringing me problems. I love gay men, but this county clerk at Window G is a motherfucking faggot with it. He's bald, but rocking jewels, acrylic nails. I can't and listen. I can't. I really can't say why certain people i i don't believe that every transgender person had a meeting and nominated who would go and speak at the rally uh i believe that ashley took it upon herself to to create to 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 organize the outdoor rally not even the walkout because she's not a netflix employee uh i do think that it was worthwhile to do that 
to do the rally. I think it was good to have. Um, I do think that there are certain moments in time when people are going to have skeletons come up and some people have skeletons coming up faster out of the closet than other folks do. And some people never, the skeletons never come out. Well, I've Um, got skeletons. I've got, I've said stuff like that. Right. And so, so, I I, I mean, I I just, I think that's fair. But what we're talking about is like, you know, this is Dave, this is not people digging up tweets from Dave Chappelle from 20 years ago. People should under, should consume, um, content that reflects what trans people what many trans people have to say about themselves right and so instead of watching people who aren't trans have the whole beginning to end conversation about trans people and never that never involves trans people then there are some really interesting things that people things that people can watch obviously shows like disclosure um are are a good place to start uh there is a host of other trans content some of it's available on netflix and some of it's available in other places that people can watch to educate themselves. Uh, I think even though this isn't specifically related to trans individuals, but just to understand how in this subject of comedy and entertainment can influence public thinking, watching The Celluloid Closet, watching, uh, of course, Disclosure again, um, watching, I think it was called Out, ooh, what was it called, Out, um, that Wilson Cruz uh, produced on Apple TV. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, Anyway, and so these are these are some three specials that you can watch, all related to trans and Hollywood. But but you know there are more people who are trans outside of Hollywood than there are in Hollywood. And so there are several um, you know stories and documentaries that you can watch. But I think it's really important to engage with all of these different conversations. Another one that when we're talking about the sports situation, watching because people just kind of want to watch a video and get all the information without having to read. Um, Changing the Game is a really good documentary that focuses on transgender individuals in sports. And it's it was just made a couple of years ago. So it's very current, dealing okay. with a lot of the stuff that's happening today. And so those and, and are some places. And then what the last about healthcare? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. In terms of trans people in healthcare, uh, you know, I I again the healthcare conversation is a local conversation, uh, because states after the, after Trump losing, states turned a lot of their attacks on the LGBTQ community to local, um, you know, legislation. Uh, and so, but the sports, the sports aspect. Okay, so there are some states like um, uh, uh, Alabama, I believe, is one. Uh, maybe Arkansas, definitely either North or South Dakota. Uh, I think there's an M state there, maybe Missouri or Michigan. Uh, there are some states that are putting forth legislation that limits that that want to. Er- stop transgender they're spending time focusing on saying stop make it illegal for transgender children to cut off their genitals transgender Mm -hmm. children are not cutting off their genitals that's not happening surgery for transgender individuals usually doesn't even happen until they're over the age of 18 which is legally an adult in this country what is happening for transgender youth is they are receiving not hormones but puberty blockers um which is something that needs to happen with the assistance of their parents. And so there are there's legislation in several of those states that I mentioned and more, I think 18 states, that is that has been put forth by your governors and your legislators that you voted for uh, that are that are will make it illegal for anyone to prescribe those, that health care to those individuals, regardless of what their parents say, and that will uh, 
will basically in different ways in different states limit them from to get getting that health care that they are seeking with or without the, the consent of their parents. That's the first thing. And there is legislation in several of those states, again, that makes it, um, that can makes not outing transgender children a fireable offense. So not only saying you can't refer to this, if this child says they want to be called by this name and use these pronouns, not only are you not to do it, you're supposed to notify the, the parents and tell them. And if you don't, that's fireable offense. Uh, and so a lot of these things are built on dismantling the uh, the structures, the safety nets that transgender people are building for themselves. And we talk about chosen family and you choosing to be around, surround yourself with people that you know are going to be loving and caring. And, and so a lot of these policies are aimed at dismantling those structures that can be helpful and beneficial to and supportive for trans individuals, especially when we said, you mentioned that there were parents who don't really know anything about trans people. Most of we learn from statistics, statistically, from, according to GLAD, 80% of Americans say that they've never met someone who's transgender and don't know anyone who's transgender. So how does that, how are they going to know how to treat us and deal with us if they've never met us and don't know anything about us? And so that's, that's the conundrum that we're in, but hopefully people will do their own work to really hear what we have to say about ourselves and take that as fact over what someone like Dave Chappelle has to say about us. Now, full cards on the table. We record the intro and outro together, so I have not <laughs> heard the second half, so I don't want to lie to y'all. Um, but I'm sure it'll be great. Since and I can't when? <laughs> since when? You don't want to lie since when? <laughs> I can't wait to hear it because the part one was so good. And in case you haven't listened to part one, you, you should rewind and listen to um, the first one. Because, again, it was really good, really good conversation and some things that I didn't even think about. Well, and Peppermint, again, was so generous with her time. She was on vacation. And the whole two-parter thing was like two and a half hours. So. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, both Lady and Buddy and Peppermint love to talk, so, you know. That's true. And you know what? You mentioned something about, uh, speaking of not having any hits, actually Peppermint, before Drag Race, was featured all the time oh, on no, Logo. I was completely when they kidding. Actually, yeah. When they, 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 show, they used to show Peppermint's music videos. On Logo. Um, you know, along with Caswell, and yeah. there was uh, Gaga. A, a, uh, yes, and there was a dyke group called Something and She. Uh, they oh. goddess, and she they had a really good song. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the logo you know would, was was supposed to be like the gay MTV, and it, it did used to air a lot of Peppermint's uh, and videos. Then it and and the, well, it, after Drag Race. Uh, well, clearly, Drag Race wasn't the catalyst for that because Drag Race is one of the most successful shows in television history, honey. Yeah, and, and that's, that's reality why. competition we, TV. And that's yeah. Well, so that's why uh, Logo tanked after it left. Yeah. I guess. So this is another brilliant episode, y'all. Please, 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 be sure to go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star glowing review and tell us your thoughts and opinions in the review section. We love to hear it. Yes, we do. And um, We're desperate you... for any attention. We're desperate, <laughs> desperate, desperate. If you have any, um, I mean, I hope you have a great week, Bunny, and I'm sure I will speak to you soon. Yes, I'm headed to the dispensary. 
Ooh, jealous. Oh, I need to go today too, actually. I'm, I have no more anything. My well is dry. I need some things. You are insane, and I love you for it. <laughs> Ditto. Okay. Or. Podcast Network.